Welcome to In Ohio Country Today on WHIO Dayton's News and Talk, 1290 AM and 95.7 FM. I'm Dan Wilson, and this week our guest is Dana Hilfinger from Central State University Extension. We'll be talking about the $250,000 grant to increase health and economic viability with the creation of incubator farms and farmers markets here in the Miami Valley. We'll have that story this week in Ohio Country Today. No one likes downed corn, but it happens, and when it does, you can't afford to lose any more yield. Pick up lodged or downed corn with the aggressive Drago Cornhead, available at your local Apple Farm Service. Longer and more aggressive gathering chains translates into the ability to pick up downed corn that sits lower to the ground. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns, to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage, from a homeowner with a single horse, to a professional breeder, and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Salina Insurance Group. Check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today. And today our guest is Dana Hilfinger. Dana is an extension educator with Central State University. Recently, the Central State University Extension was awarded $250,000 in grant money to increase health and economic viability with the creation of incubator farms and farmers markets within underserved communities, including right here in Dayton, Ohio. Dana, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us. And uh, before we get started, let's talk a little bit about your ag background and how you landed at Central State University. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I uh, am a first-generation farmer. I did not grow up in a farm. I grew up in a city in Michigan. And uh, came um, kind of to farming a little bit later on in life. Uh, started working on small-scale vegetable farms after college. And uh, became really interested in growing food. And went on to manage a 10-acre urban farm in Columbus for about four years. And then, um, again, just kind of became really interested in the extension model and in helping other farmers be successful. So I went to grad school, got a degree in horticulture and crop science from Ohio State. Um, And since doing that, uh, back in 2019, I've been working um, with small-scale growers, uh, trying to help them um, kind of build better businesses and also uh, grow produce um, in sustainable ways. And so I've been with Central State since last fall and um, have been working with uh, this incubator farm um, since the winter. So I'm really, really pretty excited about it. I also um, have a small farm myself outside of Columbus, Ohio. I grow raspberries and uh, vegetables in the winter. Let's uh, touch on that first generation farmer aspect. You know, most Mm -hmm. of the people that we interview for our television show and our podcast and our radio show, they're all maybe fourth or fifth generation farmers. What was it like for you to be that first generation farmer, as you will, not growing up on the farm? And let's talk about what the excitement was for you and how it continues to be an integral part of your life and why. Oh, yeah. I mean, it. I think like 
uh, for me, um, first off, the learning curve was pretty immense initially, right? Like there weren't many things that were just kind of intuitive or natural to me. So I was learning both how to grow produce and how to, um, you know, take care of crops as well as how to be a carpenter and how to be a mechanic and everything, um, on the job. And so the learning curve was really steep and I really, uh, identify with the farmers that we're working with now um, because I've had that experience of kind of drinking from a, uh, a garden hose or a fire hose initially <laughs> uh, when you start out. Um, but, I, you know, I, I really came to, to farming because I originally, I, lo- I just loved cooking um, and I loved uh, cooking with, uh, you know, really fresh uh, quality produce and so wanted to be able to grow my own. Um, to be able to support that and uh, have found that with a lot of the growers that we work with, it's a similar story. You know, they're interested in feeding themselves and feeding their community and they want to be able to learn the skills to do that. And so I um, feel pretty connected to a lot of the people that we're working with uh, for that reason. In dealing with struggling communities that are classified as food deserts, it's uh, vitally important to have someone like Central State University. So before we get into that particular grant program, let's talk a little bit about what food deserts are and kind of educate our audience on that. Yeah, yeah. So a food desert is classified by the USDA as an area that doesn't have adequate access to uh, fresh foods, so fresh uh, fruits and vegetables, um, or otherwise like adequate uh, groceries for individuals. So usually it means an area where there's not a supermarket within a reasonable distance. So you can imagine maybe a neighborhood where there's just a corner store, something where you can get some convenience food, but where you can't really have a nutritious meal from, you know, the chips you might be able to get at a convenience store. So, um, and, and unfortunately there, you know, areas that are pretty common around the state of Ohio, both in urban areas and in more rural areas too. Well, let's talk about the program itself. Of course, Mm -hmm. uh, improving the health and economic viability within struggling communities that are classified as food deserts. Central State University in this particular program has been awarded $250,000 in grant money from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, that will establish incubator farms and farmers markets in these Mm -hmm underserved Dayton area neighborhoods. Let's talk about how that, how that starts and where you're at today to be able to achieve those goals. Yeah. Yeah. So it started and even before we received uh, notification that we got the funds, it started by individuals at central state making connections with community organizations and city government officials in these areas and asking them kind of what they were interested in and what they, what they needed in order to see their communities improve. And one of the things that uh, the two uh, neighborhoods in particular that we're working in, which is Edgemont um, and the city of Trotwood uh, and both in the West side of Dayton, uh, you know, two of the things that they both mentioned that they're interested in is, increasing knowledge and skills around growing produce and increasing access to 
um, to fresh fruits and vegetables in, in their neighborhoods. Um, and both of the organizations that we're working with in those areas had, um, you know, tried to do programs in the past that were, had been working on programs to try to improve um, those two areas that I mentioned. So it started out by just having conversations and getting to know people in, in those areas um, and then figuring out how we could support that work. Uh, in both cases, um, the uh, organizations had land available and we saw a great opportunity to use that space as a training ground where aspiring farmers or homesteaders could come and get experience, hands-on experience growing food that was accompanied also by classes that um, CSU Extension educators uh, would teach. So myself and my counterpart, Mark, um, are the two uh, educators that are teaching these incubator farm classes. And um, so there's a part that's kind of more a classroom-based education um, but then there's a lot of time both in the classes and then on their own where individuals who are a part of the program are getting to apply the skills um, that they're learning in classes, getting to actually kind of see how things respond um, to, you know, different weeding or trellising or irrigation um, techniques that we're using. And, and so it's been a nice kind of mix of both, um, you know, providing some skills, but then also empowering people to use those skills to be able to grow food. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more of our interview with Dana Hilfinger from Central State University Extension right after this timeout. Join the CR revelation with New Holland and Apple Farm Service. The famous twin rotor combine is now the world's highest capacity combine. Save on fuel and lower grain loss with the IntelliSense Combine Automation System. Stop into your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Alan Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. You're listening to In Ohio Country today, and our guest is Dana Hilfinger, Extension Educator with Central State University, Southwest Region. We're talking about their incubator farms, and Dana, you talked about the classroom and then the the hands-on, if you will, on those farm plots. What's the time frame normally involved in this? I know that there was uh, initially intended to be like a two-year program, but how, how has that all been shaking out? Is that is that right, about a two-year program? Yes. Yeah, so we uh, we recruited individuals for the program uh, at the end of um, the winter, early spring of this year. And then um, they are committed to two years in the program. So the first year we uh, do classes uh, regularly. So about every twice a month, uh, we have classes throughout this season. So that's beginning, um, beginning back in March and then until early November, we'll have on-farm classes. And then going into the winter and into next year, we're then starting to layer on more classes um, that include kind of business planning, budgeting, crop planning, um, some of the more administrative tasks of, of running a farm. So that in the second year, they'll uh, 
be even kind of more empowered to do their own crop plan for for the plot that they have on on our farm site and be able to um, you know try to test out some new things that they learned from the first year of classes. So in the first year we have you know, these kind of more regular classes and then going into the second year it's a little bit more self-guided at that point although we'll still be around to provide uh, technical support and assistance too. Dana you use the word or several words, I guess, but test out is what stood out to me. Test out. I mean, how did you, how did you come up with a curriculum from the classroom standpoint? You know, was there a textbook that you were, that you were following or, I mean, was this something that you just had to test out from start to finish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, so I've been involved in a couple of different programs that have had similar uh, types of obje- objectives in the past. Um, I worked for Ohio State before working for Central State University, and we did a similar kind of beginning farmer program for individuals using high tunnels. Um, and so I had a growing curriculum from that program that I created uh, where, you know, we covered really kind of the basics of, um, you know, here are the essentials that you need in order to grow produce, right? Everything from preparing your beds and understanding soil health to um, selecting the right crops for the right times of year, to irrigation, fertility, pest management, all of those things. Um, and there's also just a wealth of, of resources available from other extension programs around the country. So we were able to kind of pull from a lot of these different places to create a curriculum that um, uh, I think really you know, could be adaptable depending on what the participants in the program needed, but that covered a lot of the kind of basic core elements that, um, you know, we, we felt growers would need in order to, to be able to feel confident that they could grow crops. You know, Dana, there are a lot of entities involved in pulling this off. You know, how did you handle the communication aspect of it, of bringing all these people to the table, if you will, to, to make this happen? Yeah, it's been a lot of meetings, uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of my background, besides being in farming, is in working in nonprofits and usually always working kind of in community-based operations. So, um, you know, plopped in the middle of a neighborhood doing some kind of work. And um, communication, you know, as you mentioned, really is, one of the most important things. And so we set up regular meetings with our community partners where we could kind of talk through the planning process. And like any pilot program, um, like what we're doing, you know, there's been some hiccups along the way, but I think both groups are pretty, um, it, you know, we're, we're developing that trust with each other where we can adjust aspects of the program that don't work Um, but, you know, really kind of like agree on something, at least initially, uh, that we feel confident that we can test out. And, and that really happened through a series of, of just regular meetings and conversations, um, beginning back in December of last year. Dana Hilfinger is our guest. She's an extension educator at Central State University Southwest region. And we're talking about these new incubator farms that they're working with in various communities that are basically designed to make life better for the residents they serve. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in two ways, really, we're looking to 
be able to increase the the vitality and the resiliency of the communities that we're working in. One, you know, we're we're trying to um, share skills uh, and tools so that uh, people who are in the program can then turn around and uh, both feed themselves and feed others, um, grow food for themselves and be able to sell it. Uh, you know, so, so we're, tr- we're trying to teach those skills. Um, but then also, obviously, we have kind of fruits uh, of the labor. Um, so, you know, we have all of these produce that's grown on the site. And um, each, of our, each of our incubator farm sites has a market where um, anyone from the community can come and purchase produce that's grown on the site. Um, And the prices are affordable for individuals in the neighborhood. And um, they are able to accept, or they shortly will be able to accept um, SNAP and EBT benefits as well. Um, So we're trying to make it as accessible as possible to get produce that's grown in the neighborhood and keep it in the neighborhood as much as possible. You know, Dana, this pilot program with Central State University Extension sort of epitomizes the old adage, you know, give a man a fish, you know, and he'll eat for a day, but teach him how to fish and he'll eat every day thereafter. And this is this is a very unique program, this pilot program that you have. And do, do you feel that the response has been such that it's something that you guys are going to continue so we just got an overwhelming response really from the beginning. Uh, now we didn't have space to uh, accommodate all a hundred people who attended the information sessions um, in the program this year. But I think that that kind of enthusiasm really shows that there's an interest in this. There's a lot of that kind of latent enthusiasm or curiosity about being able to grow your own food or grow food as a business. Um, be able to provide food for uh, your neighbors and for the community. And so uh, I see this based on the response that we've gotten this year as a really positive sign that some kind of program like this is needed. And I think, um, you know, we're hoping to use what we learned this year. And, um, you know, we're getting a lot of really good feedback from the participants in the program on, you know, what's working and what maybe we need to adjust. Uh, so that we can develop a really strong, um, you know, both curriculum as well as format for this program that we can roll out in other parts of the Southwest and then also statewide. So we're, we're hoping, and I think are pretty optimistic based on the response that we've gotten this year, that um, these kinds of programs are needed, you know, for aspiring farmers there it's challenging to get started if you live in an urban environment and maybe you're working a job already. um, There's not ample access to land um, or space that's really suitable for growing produce. And so these kinds of programs where we're providing land and training um, and just some initial resources to lower that barrier to entry is, I think, really, um, really important for, you know, for these first generation farmers or for people who are are wanting to get into it, but just are not in the environment right now where, you know, you're able to do that really easily. 
We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more of our interview with Dana Hilfinger from Central State University Extension right after this timeout. What's an eighth of an inch mean? If it's the gap in your cornhead's deck plates, it could mean losing four bushels every acre. That's why Drago invented their yield-capturing, self-adjusting deck plates. Deck plates that automatically adjust the size of the corn stock. Ask your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns, to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage, from a homeowner with a single horse, to a professional breeder, and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Salina Insurance Group. Check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. Welcome back to Ohio Country today. Our guest is Dana Hilfinger from Central State University Extension. And Dana, we recently interviewed Anthony Barwick, who is the Community and Economic Development Program Leader at Central State University. So I want you to talk a little bit about the economic viability with the creation of these incubator farms. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of potential, I think, um, and a lot of different models, too, for how to use space. Because, you know, to your point, some of the spaces that you mentioned there, you know, might be, in some cases, brownfields, right? So they might not be suitable right, so much right. for in-ground growing. But, you know, there's there's hydroponic situations right, exactly. or operations, yeah, where you could, you know, install a greenhouse um, and grow all in containers um, or without soil, there's, uh, you know, there's, a, there's mushroom operations or, or other types of enterprises that don't necessarily require growing in the soil. Um, and then there are, you know, there are there's the potential, I think, for, um, for growing in, you know, some of these like green spaces that would be really suitable for, for having farms or for having gardens. It is there, you know, I think what Central State is really hoping to be able to to show with this project is that by providing some institutional support for these kinds of ideas and projects, that that makes them stronger and that makes them more likely to succeed and be sustainable. Um, you know, we don't want to just come and like plop a community garden somewhere and then abandon it in a couple of years. We're really committed to to working in the communities and supporting them. Um, through grant projects like this, but also just through our extension program in general. You talk about the funding, once again, being a grant. Do you see more private investment coming in the future? Are you guys going to be working with those businesses that are uh, basically in those communities to help them get financially involved in a project like this? Yeah, yeah, so so part of the project, and and this is where um, folks like uh, like Dr. Er, like uh, Anthony Barwick's team would be involved. Um, you know, are are looking at how to make this. Um, you know, how to get that kind of investment into farms. How to get individuals who have an idea and are trained on the uh, you know the skills of how to grow something how to get them the finances to be able to scale up their operation or grow their operation. 
And so part of what we're doing is, you know, making sure that people are aware of some of the government programs, um, whether that's microloan programs through the USDA's FSA offices or um, other grant programs that might be able to support them as, as beginning farmers, uh, like the um, uh, Natural Resources I'm going to stop one sec. Natural Resources Conservation Services Program um, to fund different conservation uh, efforts on farms. You know, we want to make sure that farmers are connected to a lot of those resources that already exist and are out there. But I do think, you know, to your point, a great next step would be to really engage businesses that are in these area too to try to get more community investment. Um, uh, from, you know, from the neighborhoods that are around the farms. And uh, our community partners have great relationships with um, organizations in, in the areas that we're serving. So I think they're already thinking in that way as well um, and are starting to have some of those conversations. Dana Hilfinger has been our guest here on It Ohio Country today. She's the extension educator for Central State University's Southwest region. And we've been talking about the two incubator farms that have been created, one at the Edgemont neighborhood in Dayton in partnership with Edgemont Solar Gardens and the other one in the city of Trotwood located on the grounds of Trotwood Community and Cultural Arts Center. Dana, if people want more information, where can where, where can they get it? Yeah, so they can uh, go to the Central State University Extension website. Uh, we have information about our incubator farms there. Um, or you can uh, check out the, uh, at least for Edgemont, you can check out the Edgemont Community Coalition website and uh, social media pages. Dana, thank you so very much for being with us. Yeah, thank you, Dan. This was great. That's going to do for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. Thank you so very much for joining us here on WHIO Dayton's News and Talk, 1290 AM and 95.7 FM. I'm Dan Wilson, and I can't tell you how much we enjoy providing this radio program for you. This radio show is part of our In Ohio Country Today podcast. And our TV show, podcast, and this radio program are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry, specifically here in the Buckeye State, and occasionally those issues that affect us nationally and internationally. We celebrate farming and farming families. And if you want more information about our show, please check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. Thank you so very much for joining us today. And here's seeing you somewhere out there in Ohio country.